0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. We need to get a consensus everyone, a vote. I don't know how we're going to do this over a podcast, but I need to know how people pronounce probably my favorite character in the Bible because Caitlin and I were talking about this person prior to this podcast because we're going to talk about him or he's in the story and we say this name differently and it's kind of bothering me, but it's my boy Moses and Caitlin here There's two S's in his name, and Caitlin only pronounces one of them as an S, and the other one as a Z. So I say Moses, basically like where both of the S's are a Z. But Caitlin, (laughs) what? (laughs) But how do you say it? You're
1: contradicting yourself. It's Moses. 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 And you say like Moses. Moses. I don't know how you say it, but it's not how I learned his name okay, as a child.
0: Well I guess the point I'm making is that if if the first S is a Z sound, then the last one also has to be a Z sound.
1: That's inaccurate. Moses. That's not always how it works when you're pronouncing words, I don't think.
0: Moses. How do you say R-O-S-E-S? Roses. Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's two S it two point Z sounds.
0: Made everyone I want the the world to know. Roses rose now now just replace the r with an m moses no you said moses moses
1: i think i don't think those okay. go together because they're they just they're two different words
0: okay well we just need you don't win that this, one just so you know no I, I don't know I'm for sure i have the momentum and i'm at least leaning i hope all of y'all
1: are winning. just saying the word moses out loud right now to figure out which <laughs> way you say it <laughs>
0: You're walking to class, you have your headphones in, and you're just you're saying Moses over and over, and people are looking at you really odd. Um, well, I, I feel as though I have gained a lot of momentum personally for myself. Some really just, I'm fired up now. I was having a good morning already, and now I'm just like, I've already got a victory today. You don't have that victory. Yeah, Let's just yeah. be clear. Well, anyway, I can't, I can't even like say it normal now. Moses uh, is... The man and I love his story. I love uh, just just his life in general and how uh, you all know. We're not going to talk a ton about him because for those that know me well and have heard me speak uh, from time to time, it I talk about baseball a lot, and then Moses is kind of the second.
1: Yeah, person. that's very true. Uh,
0: and so we're not going to really get into that uh, into him his story that much today, but we can learn a lot from him. Uh, and specifically the thing that we see from our boy, my boy, Moses, uh, is really how he teaches us to find rest in our life. Uh, but before we talk about that, we have to talk about a, uh, a certain topic that I feel like we either avoid to discuss or that we just accept it and think that it's normal. Uh, but it's this, this thought of burnout um, and how it can affect our lives.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of times we're in burnout and we don't even realize it. And so we want to kind of just evaluate that. What does that look like if we're happening to be entering burnout? Um, Because we want to be people that live uh, out of the overflow of our life. And if we're operating within burnout, then that's not going to be possible. So um, I think we know that the depth of our discipleship is reliant on the depth of our relationship with the Father. And so that means we have to be in relationship with Him coming from this place of rest to be able to overflow that into the rest of our lives. And so we really want to be cautious and careful about entering burnout and living in burnout and not even being aware of it. So, Adam, tell us about, I don't know, what what does burnout look like in your own life and how have you been there before or where are you right now with
0: that? Uh, definitely been there before. I feel like several times in my life, there are seasons where I'm like, I'm doing good. And then it's like a few months go by. Oh, oh here I am again. Um, but, you know, I think what for for me and I, this could be for all of us, what leads up to that is that you, you tend to focus more on your doing, the things that you're accomplishing, uh, your productivity. We tend to focus more on that or we value that more than we value who we're becoming. Uh, the things that we're our, our being, you know, our our being is actually greater than our doing. That's what God says. God says that who we are becoming, the person that He's created us to be, that is more valuable than the things that we can produce. But that's so difficult to remember. And I, for me, I love to build. I love to create. Um, I, I, I like to think that I'm a creative person, and so I like to be be creating things all the time. Uh, one of the worst websites that I ever found was floorplanner.org or, <laughs> dot com or something. You can, you can build like houses and stuff in there and it's amazing, but I can spend hours in it. Cause I love my brain loves to just create and work and do. And, um, but because of that in my jobs or in just my day to day, I tend to focus more on the things that I'm doing rather than who I'm becoming. And that, that's really ultimately what leads me to burnout. Yeah.
1: I think that's a great definition of burnout. It's pretty much just exhaustion from doing. And we all do things every single day. And we have to do things to, you know, to provide for our families to pass classes to, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Everybody that lives and breathes has to be accomplishing things every sure. day, and so I think when we switch our mentality to just having to do things and get things done, you're gonna enter burnout. You're gonna be exhausted at some point in time, and so I think a great way to define that is burnout is an, it's an emotional, physical, social, or even spiritual exhaustion. So, it, and that would allow you or, or cause you really to lose interest in a in that activity. And maybe even life in general. You just kind of get burned out on everything. And it, it it happens slowly and then it builds up so much to when like you literally can't function out of that anymore. Right. And you finally realize, oh gosh, this has been going on for too long. And then you're like down a deep spiral at that point and don't know where how yeah. to exactly get out of it.
0: I'm remembering going from high school to college. I was so excited to to carry books like it, it seemed like a cool thing to like have some books in your hand and you're carrying under class. <laughs> what? I'm just like imagining my, how my funny. head functions and it was like, oh, I don't have to carry really a, a book bag anymore cuz I'm just going to carry a notebook and like one book and it's going to be so cool. You're
1: and such a cool college student. Yeah, I
0: was so cool. Uh but I I remember you know in different chapters of your education, your schooling your careers, whatever it may be, you, you look forward to a new season, uh, and you, you go all in and then you, your, your mindset is, and I really think the enemy can attack us in this way is your mindset in any new chapter or in any, let's just say even smaller chapters, like a new class or uh, a new relationship, or you meet a new friend. The mentality is to, to be as productive as possible in that, attack it, go all in, like do a good job, be you know, be the best that you can be at that certain thing. And before you know it, you've totally blocked out the fact that God's trying to teach you something or grow you personally and you you overlook the fact that God's trying to do something in your heart. Instead you're just trying to do all these things. And I think that busyness is actually something that really leads to burnout. Is this this thought of we all love to say, oh, "I can't today. I'm, I'm just slammed." They're like, "Oh man, my week. I'm just. It's a crazy week." Or, "Oh, this past week was crazy. I was so busy." It it almost like makes us feel good about ourselves that we say we're busy. Yeah, our calendar's full. You know, it makes us feel cool.
1: Oh yeah, I think, and we can. I think busyness is almost like a pandemic. I think mm-hmm. in our culture because we. just accustomed to just doing the most at all times. And if you're not doing anything, then you're being lazy or you're being unproductive and you have to be efficient at all times. And so culture is going to tell us, yes, you have to do, do, do to succeed, to, you know, to make the best use of your day. But really burnout is going to happen when you're operating, when you're operating for rest and not from rest. And I know when we had this discussion at one point, it was like, I remember you being uh, yeah. like, wait, hold up, hold up. I didn't get it. I was kind of confused. But when you try to do things all day long just so that you can rest at the end of the day, that's kind of how I view it, instead of trying to just operate from a place of rest all day long. And if you're, if you're doing the things that will provide you rest, if you're making those things a priority, you will operate from rest and not for rest. You won't be fighting for rest in your day. You will be operating... From a place of rest. And C. S. Lewis actually says relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done. And I love that quote mm-hmm. because it's it's just a reminder that this is a daily posture that we have to put into our lives as a discipline to be able to operate from a place of rest. So um you wanna do yeah, your boy it's Moses? Easy. Yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah, don't get me started. Uh how'd you say it again? But- Moses. Um, yeah, I think with that quote, or with the thing that you said of you have, you know, operating from a place from rest and not for it, uh, I was confused because of what Hebrews 4.11 says, therefore make every effort to enter rest. And that's where I was getting confused is, was, is, was, is that that passage says work really hard to find rest. But I think when I'm actually I'm in a study through Hebrews right now with a student. Um, but when I, you read that, you see that the writer of Hebrews is saying your life needs to be fueled from the rest that you find in Jesus. Right, yeah, and so good. it's important to see. And then that quote from C.S. Lewis, relying on God is to begin all over again every day as if it hadn't started. So I think what happens is that we go, go, go and do all these things. And then we go, oh man. I'm burned out and then you like I need I need to chill for a little while or I need to just take a break or I got to drop this class or I don't know if I can be friends with these people anymore cuz they're wearing me out and then stuff begins to be sacrificed stuff begins to fall because we're burned out and what God is saying and what we see through scripture and how Moses, you know, teaches us through um the the story of him like continuing to go to God on the mountain and saying, God, these people are driving me nuts. We're in the, you know, the wilderness and they're they're driving me crazy. How do I figure this out? And really Moses wants all the answers. And to me, I'm like, how many times we find ourselves there where we're going, I don't know how I'm gonna get this done. I'm not getting this done and it's bothering me. How am I going to grow in a relationship with these people that I know I should when I don't have enough time? And we go, How God, I need answers and the beauty of the story is Moses has this conversation where he's kind of giving God some attitude and then Moses finally gets it. And he goes, God, just show me your glory. And it's that statement where I think he realizes that all the answers can be fine and great, but really the ultimate thing that Moses needed in that moment was just rest from God, was right. just was just God's presence. Yeah. And we have, we, I'm just going to go ahead and say it we don't value that enough. We don't feel like that that does anything. We feel like we're wasting time just sitting in God's presence because we're not being productive enough. That's an attack from the enemy.
1: Yeah, and that's in Exodus 33, if you want to reference that. But um, I think it's just a mentality, too, because I can so often get in that trap, too, that's like, oh, when I get X, Y, and Z done, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit down and open God's Word today. Or then I'm just going to... Listen to this podcast that I know will, you know, refill my soul today or, you know, just I, I always want to get all my things off of my to-do list and then I'm gonna rest. But I think what I love about this story is that it really does show that his presence and his rest is gonna precede his glory. And so we wanna be a people that will sit in his presence and and operate out of rest so that we see his glory. And so I think rest is truly a it's a posture. It's a posture of our heart. It's a piece of our identity in Christ. You guys can probably hear that airplane. There's
0: a huge airplane going over. Our head. And
1: it's also only from the Holy Spirit. So it, it's just this constant call to return back to Jesus. And we can do that throughout our days, throughout all the things that we need to accomplish, throughout to and from class. We can operate from rest among doing those things, but we have to be living from overflow.
0: Yeah, I, I think that. Living from overflow is such a—well, one, it's kind of confusing if you don't understand the context of what we're talking about. But I also think it's one of those things that we have to fight for every day. Working from that place of what—something is always overflowing out of you. Scripture says, from the heart the mouth speaks. So there's always something coming from your heart and coming out. And what is it that you're filling? What is it that you're putting in your heart? Because whatever you're putting in there— that's going to be the thing that comes out. If you always spend your time hanging around people that get hammered on the weekends, then like you're going to become that person. Uh, not a new quote, but I was just listening to a message the other day, and it was, it was saying that the people that you spend the majority of your time with, those are the people that you're going to become. So, I mean, that your time shapes you into the person that you're spending the time with. And so if you are filling and spending that time with Jesus, and, you know, I'm not saying like every, all day every day you just sit in your room and read your bible all day. I mean if you want to, I can't really argue with that. You know, go for it. Um but the thing let Jesus be the thing that fills you so that that can be the thing that comes out. And that that's rest. Rest is not binge watching Netflix movies all day and then saying I'm burned out. I need to binge watch Netflix. Um it's you know, it's not like taking a nap for 4 hours. Uh we were on a Zoom call last night. One guy was like, yeah, I was taking a nap and I just woke up." And I was like, it's like 8.30 at night. Uh, that's like Caitlin's bedtime. So, um, But that's not rest. Rest is a posture of your heart. It's your identity in Christ. And it's something that comes from the Holy Spirit. And that's the thing that comes before uh, seeing God in action and working. Let Him do all the work. Don't feel like you have to be the one that does the work.
1: Yeah, and I think it's good to identify that, of course, like taking a nap and, you know, watching a show can provide you some rest like if that's how you have prioritized your life to say hey I just need this to be my me time and that's how you're going to fill yourself back up to be able to go on with the rest of your day those things can provide some rest but the kind of rest we're talking about is this posture of our heart and so that when we are operating from that place we are living out of the overflow of that and so it's just it's important to be able to align our priorities of our day to be able to operate from that place. So we want you to, I guess, send you out with a little bit of a challenge today. Just look at your life and think, okay, am I operating from that place of rest or am I operating for rest? And... Um, are you living from overflow or do you think you're in a burnout season? And what are you going to do to kind of switch that perspective and change the posture of your heart to operate from rest so that you can live from that overflow? So, um, that's what we want to leave you with today. Thank you for listening. We will be back next Monday as we release a podcast every Monday. Um, If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to rate the podcast, comment, give us a review. That helps us show up more when um, people search for the Refuge Podcast. So have a great day.